People can't afford to buy and pay their mortgage. People can't afford rent. And the reason why they can't afford rent, <clears throat> my assessment is, and tell me if I'm correct, when you, like let's say you're at McDonald's or a drive-thru and they, they increase you know, the minimum wage to $20. Well, the, cu- the consumer is gonna get a hamburger that's double. Just to let you know, because you should know. Hey, my name is Mark Pye. I'd like to welcome you to the Just to Let You Know podcast. I'm here with my brother, Frank, and today we're going to interview Jordan Marks, the San Diego County assessor, clerk, and... Oh, come on. No, I do know it. You're in real estate. When you do this, you get paid. No, (laughs) assessor... Clerk and recorder. Recorder. Records, county, that's right. Yeah. County, Am county, I, county recorder. Is it the wrong? And, and is, commissioner of civil marriages. And the commissioner. Oh, that, that means if you want to get married, you can go to the county Why and you get you, married. How come you don't Frank, make it? I'm that, sorry. We only do the civil ceremonies, not the uncivil ceremonies. Well, let me ask <laughs> you something. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Why, did, why is it so easy to get married? And when I want to flip around and get a divorce, you won't do that in one swip of the pen. Can you just can you can we you know, reverse that? I only do the happy stuff in life. Yeah, exactly. You right. got to go to a judge for the yeah, other exactly. stuff. <laughs> yeah, super easy to you get married. You know what's married. weird about Not going to the clerk's house, clerk's <laughs> office, and getting married? The statistically, fifty percent of marriages end in a divorce. It's higher than that. But brother. when you get into a marriage, there's no exit strategy. When you know there's a 50 percent chance, I might have to punch out of this. So there needs to be some type of training. Well, there's, here's a problem. But, you know, there's actually a direct correlation. They've done studies on this, on how much people spend on their weddings and their rings and their other things to the propensity to divorce. And turns out the less you spend, the longer the your ring, relationship the longer is. your relationship So yeah. you're going to be married for so, a long time. So the people that come and get married, <laughs> we do 25,000 licenses I issue every year. And half those ceremonies, my staff and I perform on site. So those fifty percent of those folks are better off than. <laughs> well, that, we, you should do a stat like take. I it. actually got married there myself. Yeah, I uh, proposed to my wife. I never recommend this terrible idea, but it was okay. it worked out for my wife and I. But ten years anniversary coming up this December, I proposed, and we got married in the same day, and she didn't know we were doing it. That's you got great. married at the county. Yeah, so I, I called Wait, in, in a garage. To... We got engaged and married in the okay. same day. I want to just say one thing because I happen to have been fortunate enough to be invited to Jordan's wedding. And I guarantee you, everyone will say this. It was the hottest day, I think, recorded in San Diego County history. Well, okay, so what happened I mean, was... Everybody was well, sweating. What happened was is that I got engaged and married in the same day at right. a civil ceremony at the County of San Diego. And uh, my grandmother called and said, hey, I need... <laughs> where was my invite to the wedding? Oh, no. Well, it was a surprise. And she's on the East Coast. She goes, I need time to go buy a dress. I need time to... And then my wife was like, hey, right. that was fun, but we should actually do some ceremony. And we had a religious ceremony that Mark said right. he went to. That was a good It one. was 107 degrees in Hamul. Okay, lesson learned. <laughs> when you book a wedding in September... Okay, this is my tip that right. I tell couples. Right. September's very hot in San Diego. Except for this year. I mean, I'm just saying, like, people are like, September's hot? Yeah, September's yeah, very September's hot. Are, it's September's fire season. Summer. It's fire and season. No, it's not. When, yeah, I, it when I got married, we, you know, we just had the hurricane that came through <laughs> that didn't. Hillary that never really did, landed. Did you just hear that? I go, September is fire season. And he goes, no, it's October. It's, it's, You're splitting hairs. It's September, October. Because it's September, October, hey, October let, let me tell you something. Right my two, my two friends, you're talking to someone who's on the fire department. 
we're well aware when the fire season is. I thought he was is. a lifeguard. We got, yeah, well, we got, <laughs> we got, we got brought into the fire department. <laughs> you know how many beach you fires know, there are? This is how not, many? this is not some bar where you're coming to pick <laughs> me up and say, hey, I'm a firefighter. Why? <laughs> exactly. I got to practice. <laughs> yeah, we're both married How many guys fire here? rings yeah. did you guys have to put out with your, your buckets? And by the way, you know, I just saw the city of San Diego got a brand new boat for the fire, for the lifeguards. Yeah, they did. A brand boat. new. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the last time that boat was new was since Frank retired from the, from the lifeguards. <laughs> oh, we, it was an old we, boat. You talk about throwing buckets of water on a fire, but now they have some really good, yeah, right. they got a good boat. They have got they two, taken you? Have you gotten to test it out yet or what? I, I just went out three weeks ago, not on the new boat, on the, there's one that's almost as good, a really good bay boat. That's when they're investigating that, um, the uh, the death of that, the girl who got hit by a jet ski on a, on a um, paddleboard. And, uh, uh, if you don't know, I mean, everybody, and we're grateful for your service. Frank was a lifeguard yeah. in La Jolla at PB, that area. Uh, I, you know, La Jolla, he was Baywatch. Cap- captain. What's that? It was the, it was the original David Hasselhoff. He was. And he had a chest like that. It looked oh. like a Persian rug. <laughs> <laughs> what does this make fun of Frank? To, first of all, <laughs> it's Fra- Fra- hey, Frank. I've seen pictures. You got some abs and things i never seen from you before. So. Well. Yeah, there are a lot of filters. I think he still hands them out with photographs. He walks around and yeah, that, signs well, it. Like that's it. my real estate. He, used to, he had when he was younger. He had that's abs. Park bench <laughs> yeah, instead of handing out business card, I, I hand out calendars. Yeah. <laughs> the twelve months of the eighties. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, I want to ask you a question. The eighties were good to me. I want to ask you a question about marriage. How how do people? Become ministers or whatever. How does uh, like a private citizen yes. marry so somebody? If, if you would like to marry somebody, the family code spells out who can actually marry. So your mayor, some elected officials have that ability, uh, captains of uh, ship Ships, vessels. Yeah. right. And planes. Uh, but uh, if you want to marry somebody and you're like, hey, I want to marry my friends, I can deputize you. You can file with my office to become a deputy marriage commissioner. Or you can go online and through one of these online churches or you can get become a minister. Not You can become, a you know, you can go through the seven-year program and become a rabbi <laughs> and a preacher or a priest. But as a, a religious official of a church, you can actually marry. And so some people will go online. I've seen the Church of Dudism. I don't know if I'd want that on my marriage certificate. Right. The Universal Life Church. Now, I'll tell you, though, for the Catholic folks out there, and I've seen this, they won't allow somebody to go get the Life Church designation to get the civil ceremony because you have to get that from the church. Right. They will come and get a deputy marriage commissioner from my office, and so mine is the non—they're not religious related, just the. So the priests are hardcore. What about the rabbis? Are they pretty cool about it? They're—they're they're territorial, to be yeah. honest. I mean, you try shaving off ten percent of their uh, income from the year. <laughs> oh, God, tithe is supposed to go the other way, Frank. Right. You're not yeah. supposed to be eaten away from the rabbis. Uh... <laughs> anyway, the institution of marriage is is still strong, but you're right. As far as a business, you don't know. It's a business until you get a divorce when everything starts to separate. Oh. Then you realize. I feel sad for what? people who have to go and through And then that. you realize oh, you need worst. a good realtor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually. I know. I'm going to tell right. you, I do a lot of classes in the community on how to save money. And one of the things I talk about is we have these benefits for seniors now. Prop 19, it was passed by the voters. And one of the things uh, that it's attached to that if you get divorced, you have a lower tax base. That means you bought your property years ago, your Prop 13 that's what locks in your property that kept it low. One of you gets to take that and buy another place if you're over 55. Mm. And so what a lot of folks don't know, if you don't have a good divorce attorney, you in lose the agreement, that. they won't say, well, that's my client's. Or if you didn't have a good divorce, attorney, you better get a good realtor because the first to use it gets the benefit. The other one doesn't qualify. 
So oh, these wow. are things, and, and having a good realtor that knows that, that says, hey, did you get the senior benefit as you're restarting your life? You know, yeah. But the good news about Prop 19 is if you didn't get it, so now don't you get, get divorced two more until times in your life to use it, where before you only could do it one time. Anyway, there's a lot of benefits, but just, I mean, there's small little nuances as you go, and you're like, God, I got to right. so happy I got a good professional by my side. Okay. Did you see Did you see that, uh, you know, the Padres had a tough season? Right. Okay. You think? They had a tough season, but they get to, you know, a little little too late, a little sorry, but they, they actually had a good winning percentage going to the last 20 games, 70%, which was, which was great. But now I hear that Soto is going to get traded to the Red Sox. That's what the really? word. That's what they're talking about. So you know, who are they going to get in, in place? I don't know. I, I mean, I heard they're going to open up their free agent budget, and and really, uh, Red Sox might be putting in a big order big. there. That's a, that's. I a like big, that that's Hassan a, that's Kim a blow, guy. That's He's a blow good. to the team, though. If that it's a blow to the team, but you got to look at it financially when you only have a couple of years to play. You know, you can get out at any time with an injury. As a person, you got to go for the money. So, you but, know, but I'll tell so you, I was just team. thinking about other things that had potentially been stolen from the Padres. Yeah. And it reminded me of this owner alert program I just launched. Owner alert. Owner what alert, what yeah. is a owner alert for the people watching? Well, so uh, we're the first in the state of California, the San Diego County Assessor Recorder Clerk's Office, to offer owner alert. It lets you know if somebody tries to steal the title to your property. That's your biggest investment. Has anybody ever been successful at that? Well, so. Uh, Ooh, in yeah, 2014, yeah. there was an unhoused, that's the new way to say homeless, yeah. person. Unsheltered. Uh, in the parking lot, lived in the parking lot of the Padres, and believed that Petco Park was his. So he legally, you can do this, you fill out the documents and we have to accept it. He <laughs> took Petco Park. <laughs> and he was, and so he walked in our office and we worked with the DA and we closed it down right away and it took a little bit of time, but it clouded title for Petco Park. Oh my God. And he had Petco Park in his name and then we, we helped unwind everything right. legally <laughs> with a judge and whatnot. And he owned the park. <laughs> I'm That's telling awesome. you. So I had a good... Padres See, don't, don't underestimate homeless people. But because they knew smart. it happened well, right away. Being homeless, you can be really smart and right. be homeless. Exactly. Well, he, he was a very smart... He ended up getting institutionalized unfortunately he was a very you know had multiple issues but one of the issues was he thought he owned petco park and so we were able to alert the padres right away i mean clearly we understood what was happening we we're able to work with the da to unwind it but for the million other parcel owners and you know we have over half a million homeowners in the county of san diego you know you know we're the second largest in the state second largest county for parcels we can now have a system that in real time if somebody tries to take your property, right. if somebody tries to put a lien on your name, right. if somebody tries to do something to your property that you don't know about or you get to see when they do it, like getting your home back. Right. People call my office all the time. Hey, where's my certificate that I paid off my mortgage? I'm like, we don't, sorry, we don't send you a certificate. It, the bank records what's called a reconveyance. But if you have owner alert, it will let you know all of this happening to your property, and it's free. There's a service out there you can pay for. That's a good price. But we're the first in the state of California. It's free. It's free is good. You go to sdarcc.gov. Isn't that www? You know, they don't do that anymore. It's amazing. I was watching this YouTube video, and these kids at Harvard were given five questions. They went a thousand bucks, and they were asking them, "What's www stand for?" And this young lady was like, "World Wrestling." Wrestling, no. wild world, wild wrestling. world, re- and 
Vietnamese, how many people don't know what it stands for? Only the baby boomers. You know what, Mark? What, is yeah. it sta- what does it stand for? It stands for World Wide Web. Oh. But we don't say WWW anymore. What we do is we say, Whoa. <laughs> God. Can you Whoa. edit that? <laughs> Whoa. Well, so, so if you go there to our website, it Whoa. takes two minutes to sign up. It's free. And actually, tax <laughs> bills are dropped. They drop in October and of every year. It has what's called your APN, Assessor Parcel Number. Got That's it. how we identify your property. Right. And you can punch it in along with your email address, and you can sign up 10 properties. So you could sign up your property. And for seniors like Mark and Frank here, their kids can sign up their property. <laughs> for folks I guess we are seniors. Stage, we're seniors. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. We're past yeah. seniors. But yeah. for your mom, right, you can right. sign up if she, your sister's property. You can just make sure you're watching the family. And it will let you know, and we'll send you an email with the front page of the document so you can look at it. Because in the state of that's California, good. we what's called index. This is how you look it up by your name. So that's we do everything by name. So if your name is Stan Smith, you're going to be getting quite a few emails, actually. Right. But you can just look at the front page and be like, that's me. That's my Stan Smith right. property. And you can know right away and see what's being done, whether it's a lean from one of these vendors that are putting solar on your roof right right to a bank giving you back your mortgage after you've paid it off so it's, so, it's so really any, so putting power say, in the hands of the consumer let's say you're doing construction in your house and we know what a mechanics lien is is and it starts right when a person like drops off the lumber in your front yard yeah mark and i are both california licensed realtors you know that so the mechanics lien can start they can they can do a mechanics lien before anyone goes to court they could just they automatically do it yeah, and so that so, would come so that through, would alert. and you'd get a notice of it. That's now, what right. about the other uh, Mark and I deal with a lot of uh, divorce sales? Uh, you ha- you only need yeah, one so signature to list, so but you say, need two to sell. Well, so let's say you're getting divorced, and right. one of the, you know one of the co- folks decides so that I'm going to go it. and sell it right. without them knowing. Right there, you go. If you're signed up on owner alert, you're going to get a notice right, right. away, and okay. you know we're going to connect you with the DA's office. We're going to connect you and protect you. Now, the biggest thing is that. A lot of folks are like, well, so you told me about it, but I still got to deal with the situation. Yes. If somebody steals title to your property, you still have to go through the courts to get it back and unwind it. But I'll tell you two things. One, if you get a text on your cell phone, right? Frank's there having his In-N-Out cheeseburger with his wife (laughs) and daughter, right? And all of a sudden an alert comes in on his phone, Mm -hmm. $1,500 at Victoria's Secret. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and Franks looks over at his wife and she, I don't know what that and he's yeah. like I definitely don't know what that is right yeah right you ever seen so Frank's dresser so uh, so you hit you, <laughs> hit, hit, you hit stop right away it stops the it stops it this is the same thing if somebody you can stop ha- if, it if somebody has six months to take your property okay and this is what normally happens because people don't know I got if you. they have six months they can take a loan out on your property okay well once they've taken a loan out you're really jammed up. So when you go to refi, and we saw this a lot when people were refining their properties when the market was at really low rates, people couldn't do their refis because somebody had taken their title. Oh, my God. People, horrible. People now are like, I'm going to retire and sell my home. Can't sell your home because somebody had taken your title. They had six months to two years to do whatever they wanted nefariously with your property. Now we close it down right away. This is what protects you. But the biggest thing, and this is what you know, I, I realize is how we're helping folks. When I bought my home, I was really poor. I mean, I, I didn't sit on a couch for for two months. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite times. Right. My wife and I joke. We had TV. We had Chinese food, but we sat on the carpet and watched TV together. It was great. And so my realtor said to me, hey, put up an uh, alarm on your house. You know, the neighborhood has some issues. issues. You should get an alarm system. I go, I can't afford an alarm system. And he goes, I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. 
put a sign up in front, go out and buy the sign, right. and 70% of the protection is really in just right. letting people know that you have an alarm system, even if you don't. Right. And this is what it does. It tells all the folks out there that want to commit title theft, don't do it in San Diego County. Your San Diego County Assessor Recorder County Clerk, Jordan Marks, has this system for free, and they're going to catch you. Now, so, go some other county where you can go do it more easy. Don't come here. And I think that's the biggest thing that we've done is we've sent a message to the industry of cottage industry of folks that try to do this title fraud. I, I come to San Diego when, uh, you know, you can go to another county and you're going to find a lot less resistance. Let me ask you something about that new policy. I like it. It's working. You guys created it. Congratulations, Jordan. Why don't you make it automatic or automated where it does it by itself? I don't have to go on online. Every every property that you assess should automatically be in that program since it's free. Why don't you do it that way? So it's just automatic. But, so you, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, we have these sounds rules like, out there of opt-in for text messages, opt-in for oh, emails. Right. And so that's your privacy, and we respect it. So I'm not trying to make it harder for folks or make po folks put out more information because I, even two minutes before we got here, I got three harassing phone calls of, you know, student loans, uh, mortgage refis, and some <laughs> and some kid in the country needs, you know, I, they call and solicit all day long. I, we all have it. Right. The text messages from the different areas. Yeah. yeah, and so... Uh, this is an opt-in program because you're giving us your email address and you're giving us permission to contact you. Everybody should opt-in. That doesn't make any sense why no one would but not do that. Frank, because what we are doing, though, is we are making it easier at every step of the transaction for you to access this information. Right. And we are empowering great realtors like the Powell Brothers, right. lenders out there every day, the escrow title folks to say, hey, let me just do it for you while we're right. in this process. Perfect. And so that's what we're doing. We are putting it in the hands of the folks at the time of the transaction to say, from this day forward, Jordan Marks, your county assessor, and the folks at the county have you protected with the owner alert. I think that's a really good way when we're closing a deal. I just thought of it. To, to tell the people, them. once you close your deal, the next step is to go on Jordan's website and get your, well, we have been. get your title protected. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, during I, I, the closing, we've been doing that. I know. This is a message for all the yeah. other agents that are watching us, right. Mark. So I'm acting like yes. we don't know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're well, sitting we do it there already. signing That's why he's... 500 pieces of paper. Right. right. The oh pink my God. one, the green 500, one. try again. Right. Oh, we okay, don't so, do that anymore, so Jordan. Let me give Jordan a big shout out because, and then it's going to lead to a story that I want you to share with everybody. So during COVID, right. Jordan kept his office open for people to get married. Right. He didn't shut down. Critical. But they had some some rules where they couldn't come in the building, some of those kind of rules. But that same time, my daughter was clerking. Uh, she was doing an internship, and she had this document that needed to be signed by some guy. Can you just tell that story about what happened? Because I well, don't think anyone will I'm going to tell you two things. One, his daughter created our owner logo. So oh, when you go nice. to our website, sdarcc.gov. Shout out to Ariel Powell. Good job. UCLA. Go yes. Bruins. She told me not yeah. to say her name. She Thanks. She designed no, she our logo for the county <laughs> uh, owner alert. That's so strange family. When you look no. for the green check mark on the shield, that's that's a, a Powell original. Right. Now, the other thing, uh, so a little context to we stayed open during COVID. There are 58 counties in the state of California. And the governor issued a shutdown order. Hey, we don't know what COVID is. Shut down all government buildings. 
And we had 24 hours to shut down. And we had 1,700 couples ready to get married. Oh. I'm going to tell you, I, I did the proposal in the marriage in the same day just because I was like, it's, you yeah. know, let's get this done. Imagine all these folks that had gone through this trials and tribulations, their happiest days right. ahead of them. And so we said, as a team, okay, I have a great team. Uh, we said, how can we keep the building open, right? What can we do to honor our promise and deliver great customer service? And so there was an empty snack shop outside our main building at the county waterfront park. Mm. So outdoors, <laughs> in the park, right, COVID compliant. Yeah. And we were able to get uh, Wi-Fi service there. We retrofitted it. We cleaned it out. Our team came in over the weekend. I mean, we did everything and fast-tracked it. And within 24 hours, we had opened up the marriage. Vegas-style, baby. The yeah, drive through. And through these two windows, we issued licenses and performed ceremonies. And we rebooked all the 1,700 couples to, hey, do you still want to get married? You know, because it was COVID, some people are like, I'm going to wait. Can I ask right. a question? But more importantly, I'll tell you this. It was our law enforcement, our military, our first responders you know, these young guys like Frank back in the 80s that were like, I don't need to get married yet, that were like, hey, but if I don't get married right now, my loved one, my, you know, doesn't get on my insurance. The kid doesn't get taken care of. These are things that happen right. because you need to have a marriage certificate. And so for the military deploying on the USS Mercy, we fast-tracked those uh, oh, appointments smart. before they deployed. And we took care of a lot of our military and first responders. Very cool. The, the EMTs in the back of the uh, buses, as they call them, they were there and they said, thank you. You know, I didn't think that I would need this now. But as I think about potentially losing my life serving our community. Correct. I got to take get the care of the one that I love. Beneficiary on there. Right. right. Were the brides uh, all wearing masks when you took those photos? <laughs> <laughs> so there there were. Yeah, there was actually. Uh, uh, Can you, you imagine know, that? We didn't allow family. It was two people. You had to wear your mask. Everything was COVID. We got recognized by the governor in the state of California for having done a great job. And guess what? We we're the only ones that stayed open for in-person marriages and found a way to do it safely. But when we did our job, guess what happened? What? Somebody else said, well, if they're doing it, yeah, why can't we do it? And so right. Orange County went to the Honda Center, and through the ticket booths there, they opened up a couple of weeks later and said, we can do marriage ceremonies here, too. Right. Good. And then guess what happened when they did right. it? Still. L.A., San Francisco. So we had leadership in our county, and it was really... My entire leadership team, uh, my deputy recorder clerk, Van ha uh, Val Hanfield, Ernie Dronenberg, who was the assessor recorder clerk mm -hmm. at the time, we all came together, our IT department, and we asked for volunteers. Nobody was mandated, and I had amazing leadership. A lot of folks have this perception of government employees, and they're like, oh, it's the DMV. I'm going to dread going in. My office, you're in and out in 15 minutes because I have leadership. And I so that's, I mean, this is the leadership that came together as a great team that I'm happy to lead today. But I mean, really. And so we had, <laughs> now, now you want to talk about funny stories. Okay. <laughs> so, well, Prop 19 caused a lot of consternation, you know, for the parent to child transfer portion. Those are the folks that said, hey, I'm going to pass my house down to my kids. I'm going to give them the lower tax base so they can live in California and thrive. There was a hard deadline of February 16th. If you didn't do it, before February 16th, you were under the more stricter Prop 19 rules. But if you transferred it before February 16th, you were under the more uh, less restrictive rules. It'll give you more flexibility in giving that benefit to your kids and family. So a lot of folks were like, hey, how do I get into the county building? It's shut down. COVID shut it down. How am I going to do this and record my documents? So one, our office, again, took leadership. 
state of California, we issued a memo. Hey, we are going to accept your notarization date. So if you go to a notary, you don't have to come to our office. We're going to accept that date. If you transfer the property before it, don't worry about getting into our office. Because a lot of folks are like, it has to be recorded. Let me ask you something. Um, bless you, Jordan. He's going to bless you. <laughs> Yay. Well, okay, so well, hold on. The second thing is my staff and I walked outside the building every day, and we walked documents in to be recorded. So we showed up, and part of that team was Ariel Powell. And Ari, mm-hmm. I said, Ari, this gentleman has driven in from Ramona. It's the Friday before the deadline. Like, this is his last chance to do it. I need you to go grab his documents, make sure everything's signed correctly, bring it in, record it, and get him in and make sure we help his family pass that generational wealth that we protect them. (laughs) (laughs) She's all gung-ho excited. She walks outside 4.30, 30 minutes before before the bell hits. Right. And she gets the documents from the gentleman, and a seagull hit her with a poop. Oh, no. On her hand, on her shirt, and on the signature line of this oh, document. God. And if the state of sure California, wasn't a drone. in the state of California, <laughs> if the seal is smeared or the signature is smeared, we oh, cannot no. accept it. And he had to get this document notarized. It had his parents on it. He had to drive in an hour and a half, but he was in for Ramona. I mean, this is, and we're 30 minutes from closing, right. and she calls me. And she goes, Jordan, I've been pooped on. <laughs> and I go, okay, so come on in. And she goes, you don't understand. It hit the document. Oh, no. And I go, don't touch the document. Right. So we got, <laughs> we got our recording experts out there, and we lightly damped the, <laughs> the seagull poop. poop off the <laughs> document, and we were able to preserve the document without smearing any of the key pieces and record it. So that way that person, they Pull literally that microphone had microphone away a little bit, you're... $12,000 a year in property taxes. I mean, tell me what that means to your family. She was a rock star and under pressure and, yeah. and having been hit by many things, people would have just started wiping. She knew better. Good. That's a UCLA Bruin right there. That's right. She's UCLA Bruin. Got the job done. Well, I trained her. We had seagull poop training when she was a child. Yeah. I'd take her to the beach, throw seeds all over her and breadcrumbs and then have her maneuver herself not to get seagull poop on her. That's good training. But that is the expertise of your assessor recorder clerk. <laughs> that office. was really good. That is good. No, because if they would have, if they, if, if she, she would have wiped it, it yeah. the guy would have been done. Th- done. Right. That, she that didn't panic. Would have cost him like literally thousands right. and thousands of dollars. thousand dollars a year in property taxes. Jeez. Can wow. you imagine? That's an expensive bird poop. poop. <laughs> <laughs> that shit cost me that, 12 grand. Yeah, exactly. That, that is a San Diego story though. That is a San Diego story. There I am Because yeah, it's a seagull. Yeah. That yeah. is funny. So let me ask you this. Um, right now, out uh, here. rain, sleet, seagull poop, <laughs> <laughs> fires. Good. So we have this. Um, what I'm looking at is a future. Do you have any SOPs for this COVID thing? Because I do believe I'm starting to hear more of mask mandates coming back. Another stir on uh, COVID. Buildings may shut down. So although we can celebrate what happened in the past, are you are you in place, ready to go in case this happens again? So an SOP would be standard operating procedures, correct. right? Well, uh, I'm going to say this. One, uh, when COVID hit, my staff showed up every day. We made a promise to the real estate community that if you get your document to our office, we're going to record that date. We're in, that, is, that is a promise that is not mandated. You can go to other counties. It could take five days. And I'm going to tell you, in a real estate transaction, a refi transaction, five days could mean whether or not you got that low refi rate. So for every... 
Californian and San Diegan out there that said, I locked in my rate at 2% or 3% that now realizes the immense value of home ownership savings, right? Affordability. Right. Absolutely. We were a key part of that. Plus, if you recall, during the pandemic, realtors were actually told you are non-essential and they shut down real estate community. For a little bit. At the bit. beginning. They did. And yeah. so I was a part of the team that advocated right. I know with CAR, California Association of Realtors, and the National Association of Realtors for the Department of Homeland Security to bring realtors back in. And it was pivotal because people had to move. They had to change. They had to do. And so you could do, through technology, online viewings and online transactions. And I said, if my staff has to show up, we have badges that say essential and must show up. I go, our customers that are part of this essential piece are being right. told to go home. And so we advocated and we got the realtors back to work. And then we showed up. And my folks, I'll tell you, we had 20% less workforce and 30% more work. Jeez. And this is the government employees showed up every day and did not leave until 9 30, 10 o'clock at night until we honored our promise every day and delivered for San Diego County, record high recording that year. That's you, why you got elected. How'd you get such a good crew? Do you yeah. uh, do training with your personnel? Because it's, it's difficult even for us to get a team of employees to all be on the same page and be dedicated. But I remember going to your, your job, and you got a bunch of fired-up people. They're really good. What do you, what do you, how do you do that? Well, I'll tell you, uh, we set expectations really clear up front. We reward them and educate them on great customer service. But we take care of them. Like I, I didn't want my folks getting burned out. We rotated as much as possible. We had flexibility for the family. I mean, That's COVID nice. brought all sorts of different pieces. Industry groups were kind enough to bring pizza to our folks and say, hey, here's here's some pizzas for you today because we appreciate you. And I helped coordinate that ice cream. Little things just, you know what? Those right. are things that make people feel they good matter. and appreciated. Absolutely. And so we did as much as we can to appreciate our folks, you know. And some people were like, well, you know, I, I we you stay late and you did that for two months, you're going to get recognized. We're going to give you everything we can to take care of you and your family. Super so nice. I've, I've a, but I've for a COVID question. coming back. Right, for coming back, what are it, you going to do? We are seeing it. And we have we have uh, different, you know, people are like, work from home, don't work from home. We have key folks in my office that have earned, okay, that means they're high producers, earned that ability to work from home. That diversifies our workplace and processing. Nice. We also offer e-recording. About 80% of our transactions are e-recorded. So my folks can be in multiple locations. That is part of our continuing operations plan. Perfect. If something happens and an office has a breakout, right. we have 10 other people allocated about to make sure that no yeah. one office wipes us out. That's good. It's like a logistical, uh, you know, the, the chain uh, supply chain. Right. So you guys have your own definition of a supply chain but you got to go like okay what if this happens what does that happen so you have to have all these plans and that's what good leadership is is to is to think about what may happen and what happens if it does happen and and it, i mean that's how fema started you know after the the two towers went down like well, we have to you, react my folks uh were out at our santee office it's our brand new uh santee uh, archive and service center and we had an emergency day where we they ran through scenarios we have a a hurricane and we have the trolley shut down and we have and throughout the day they start calling you know this has happened now what are you going to do it's like right. one of those board games yeah. as a kid that you right. really love my folks just yeah. are there and we went through oh we didn't think about that. okay right. this is what we do and this is where we have our emergency center over here what other redundancy can we have in place so that right. way your life and your most precious asset is protected let me ask you something about marriage really quick 
sometimes every once in a while you'll see people getting married, church is ready to go, the bride walks in, the dude just bounces, mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had We've that seen in the this county? Movie, right, runaway bride. Yeah, has that ever happened in the county where the guy's up there, it's ready to go, and he just runs? I had a couple of situations where it was iffy, and the Valentine's Day is the, the iffiest, Super Bowl right, of right. of days. And sometimes you'll find people that are like, "Well, I watched ABC or KUSI in the morning, and I see you're doing weddings, and we walked in and got married today." And and I, I love it. I mean, usually the other folks have been together for a number of years, but uh, we had our brand new Santee Service Center, great desert motif for getting married, and the gentleman. They had kids together, three kids, forgot his driver's license. And you need your driver's license when you come in to get married. We don't do blood tests, but you need your driver's license. And she, his his fiance, blew her lid and said, this is it. And I'm, three kids are following them around. I'm like, what do you mean this is it? And he, she goes, I have been to this. They drove to the local elementary school and were able to bring in a person Copy. to validate who that is. Oh, no. A witness. And we went and we did the, and they were set up to get married on TV. Oh, no. <laughs> Boy, that was challenging. And then we had a young Marine couple. I mean, clearly young, you know, 18. Uh, they, they paced the property for probably two hours before they decided to tie the knot. And he shipped off. <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm out of here. Yeah. So that's maybe the 50% that we're worried about. Yeah, today. that's, a, do that's you, incredible. Do you think artificial intelligence is going to be a factor in the way you guys do your business in the future? 100%. It already is. Well, well, I want to hear how it is. Well, I'll tell you, in the appraisal work we do, and you don't have to look at what I'm doing. Look at what Freddie and Fannie are doing. They're already integrating artificial intelligent appraisal, right? Well, I don't know if people understand what you do. with Your office does appraisal. So my my office, we joke, we say we value you. As part of what we yeah, do. we value. We put a literally. value on all your business and home properties, uh, boats, planes, and penguins. Right. Uh, and we put a value on that for tax purposes. So in the state of California, we have Proposition 13, which says I, when I purchase my property in a fair and open market transaction, that's not a Powell brother to Powell brother transaction. Mm-hmm. Right. But, hey, I, I don't know you. Buy right. the, okay, great. You, you agree to pay 1% of that purchase price in property taxes. And that amount could go up to 2% per year. And I'll tell you, we constantly see different parts of Prop 13 under attack. The legislature has just put two initiatives on the ballot that will undermine Prop 13 and increase property taxes. Potentially, I can walk through that afterwards. But so this is what locks in your property taxes. And so we put that value amount, and then that locks in and it goes up. So that's what we do. So, Somebody actually goes out to the property then to look at it, or does it? Do with technology these days, it depends on the property. Right. You know, it, if you're going to one of these cookie cutter homes, right. we easy. have enough what's called comps. We right. Compare you to your neighbor, and then we look at what the other sold for. Okay, and then we look and see is what you paid within this certain bandwidth, and that's what it is. We're a transaction based uh, tax system, so whatever you pay for it, we assume that's the value. You inspected, you went through the. You know, the water heater's off, so you paid a little less. The, you know, the right. doors in the back have a little rot. You paid a little right. less. Or you, there was a gold toilet, so you paid a little more. I don't know. Whatever that right. is, right. it's reflected in your purchase price. Right. And if you're within this general band of what everybody else is paying, we, we, we certify it, essentially. Artificial so. intelligence is being used in the same way. Now, the banks use it when you buy a property to get a appraisal done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this person taking out a 500 or these days a million dollar loan 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Average price a million, crazy. And is that property actually worth a million? Am I is is my loan going to stand against right. the commodity? Case they foreclose, we got to dump it. Right. We have to get a Am I going to get a million dollars back? And so the federal lenders are using artificial intelligence. Part of it is because in other parts of the country and even in California, that private appraiser is can be influenced in a way that hurts minorities, that hurts certain communities, right? Oh, I'm going to this part of San Diego. That means it's going to be worth less because this is a community right. that you know, main you know, a, a brown community, a black community. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm just saying these are different. These are real conversations, right? And there is uh, inherent biases mm-hmm. in the human appraisal, whereas a artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence, you try to neutralize that bias. That's why Freddie and Fannie are doing it. Now my appraisal staff are validating prices, so we are we don't have the bias issue in your county assessor's office. That's so good. yeah, so that's one of the ways that we're neutralized is that you agreed in your own transaction. Got it. But well, we are seeing this tele- we are seeing this technology coming. Now I'll tell you, Mark, this is the really interesting part. Technology is only as good as the data it is being Correct. provided. Right. It could be provided bad data, especially with IE or bad, AI. Bad data could lead to bad results. Mm-hmm. So my folks have to constantly... Scrub it. We're going to have AI in our office. It's what we're working on. It's This is already coming. But I'm going to have double the amount of folks doing the quality control. Oh, good. Right? So. We have the human eye making sure that the enrollments are proper and factual and accurate. So I'm not losing any staff. Right. My staff are just transitioning in how they work with technology. Right. I think that's true. But, but a lot of it has to do with the proper recording of the sales price of the properties. The right. Closed. The reporting from the banks right. on the sales price or the reporting of the Multiple. condition of the property. Right. An AI technology might tell you what three houses sold for in the neighborhood, but my folks are going to be the ones that are looking through property when there's a discrepancy right those five percent of transactions which again we're a million parcels we're number two in the state of california for size of parcels we're top five in the nation my office okay top five at what number of parcels okay yeah that's a lot so i i would say you know some states use different uh parcels like they'll put a nonprofit business in their parcel count so let's say i'm top 10 Okay. okay top 10 in the nation is san diego county we are a leader in this area, but we have to make sure when we're dealing with this many transactions that if Mark is saying, I paid $100,000 less because you could see it's a teardown. Mm-hmm. I paid $400,000 less because it's a scraper. We're going to take right. off the improved property, right? The building's no longer habitable. Right. We're going to take it down. My folks need to either. An AI program is not there and trustworthy enough. My folks are going to be there on site. And commercial properties, when you get to hotels, right? A hotel is so different. It's not like a residential property. So I would say in in our county, 91% of our parcels tend to be on this Prop 13 protection. And, And a significantly high percentage of them are residential type properties. As we get to this place where the 80s and 90s, where we started to see these cookie cutter homes, that housing stock is so similar that it's easier to to identify and value. Right. It's when you're dealing with the Point Loma home, right, 
on the cliff that's deteriorating, right? These are real issues. Right. When you're dealing with the El Cajon property, where <laughs> you know they've got they've High got all I mean they've got all sorts of fire zones and other, right. when you start to have these unique properties or Rancho Santa Fe yeah, or you know, on it. there's you a lot to, in San Diego. Then you have to right, and we have an affluent housing market that has a lot of unique uh, components to it. We have well, so many different zip codes that have a super high uh, sales rate as well. We have uh, Mexico on one side, the ocean on the other side, the mountains. We have the desert. Right. Our uh, topography is going to change everything as far as even the view you're going to get, what hill you're on. There's there's mountains here. Like if you go over Mount Helix, that's solid granite, right? That's pretty stable. And then you got Mount Soledad that's made out of sandstone that could collapse at any time. So, you, yeah, you, you'll always need humans on there to see. But, like, if you're downtown in a building... And there's three different types of offerings in the building, and there's 100 you know, or 200 units. Okay, you start to find the comps are there. So, again, there's, this will help alleviate right. my folks from doing the standard cookie-cutter stuff. And to focus Put them on. in a quality control right. position and then transfer my team to more time on the commercial stuff. And, again, my staff isn't trying to say, well, we need more revenue. We're just trying to say we're trying to get it right. We right. owe you a fairness. We owe you a duty to make sure that the value is right. So that's a situation where artificial intelligence is not taking jobs. It's actually reorganizing the organization so that they're more efficient. Make it more accurate. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Let me that, ask you something. That is where we – and I'll tell you, uh, for the kids listening out there that are looking for the jobs of the future, we also need to hire what's called modelers. We need the what's folks – modeler? That, people that create the – filters and the models that we use for actually examining properties because it's the data input. Got so it. if you are a person looking for a job of tomorrow, understanding clean data, how to use that to feed the AI technology is extremely important. Understand the people how to program, how to teach the AI, how to actually evaluate, that's really important. How to prompt it as well. Yeah. How to speak to it, it has its own language. But real quick, Mark, the, You've what, been on the dating what our viewers... <laughs> I, I'll bet you what our viewers are, are mostly concerned on as far as talking to the tax assessor, if you, especially if you own a house, you're going to buy one, is the Proposition 13. You just mentioned there's some things coming up that may try to they're, – they're, they're constantly trying to take away Prop 13 and make more money. That's my first, my first question. The other one is, although we have a lot of ass, um, assessed properties with the APN numbers, what's going to happen if you take an ADU and, and allow a lot splitting and then do a, a, an APN on the – on the ADU, that would that that can people increase. don't know what an ADU Frank, is. Frank, I'm just gonna that. say I can imagine you're the guy when you go on vacation, you jam that suitcase full of things, don't you? Of course. Let's unpack okay. it, okay? Because that's a lot there in the suitcase. Yeah, AD, yeah. Okay. and an ADU is a granny start, flat. Let's start. A granny flat or a auxiliary yeah. okay. well, circle. Go back to that afterwards. Let's talk yeah. about uh, there's two initiatives. So when Prop 13 was passed, people think Prop 13 just addressed the limitation of property tax. I'm gonna tell you, it's been really important. Most folks think one Prop 13 only benefits seniors. Well, I think there's Hold people. On, wait, wait. There's oh, people sorry. listening in other states. They don't know what Prop 13 is. Prop 13 is the property tax system we have in California, and I'll, I'll give you a comparison. So, if you're in Texas, every two years your assessor comes and looks at the value of your property, and then you pay taxes based on that value. So, oh. if no wonder they hate California. Yeah, so, if, so Californians have been exiting right. to Texas. Right. Selling for their million dollar home and right. paying cash right six seven hundred thousand for their Texas property. Yes. Okay. That's been driving prices. up the prices 40, right. 50 percent a year in some cases. 
well, let's say you're like, I bought my home for 100000 right? I qualified because I could afford 100000 Right. Now you're going to pay taxes and taxes <clears throat> based on 600000 700000 Yeah, you don't qualify. And so people are going to find homeownership a challenge. We actually had that same situation happening in California in the 70s. Right. You had the little old ladies with their oxygen masks <sighs> going to the mailbox. Ah, can I afford my taxes this year? Right? They were actually vaping. And they, yeah, they, they were vaping. <laughs> California. But, you know, they'd open up their mailbox, and every two years they'd get a different tax bill, and they wouldn't know what it is. They couldn't right. plan for it. Couldn't budget for yeah. it. How can you? And so they passed Prop 13, and it says, no, in the state of California, that purchase price can only go up 2% per year. So you can predict what your property tax is in. Or less. And then you can budget for it, which that's what makes it all affordable. Right. Okay? And for a family like mine that bought our home in 2014, my home has doubled in value. But my salary hasn't doubled in value. My wife's salary hasn't doubled in value. Right. And so when we qualified with the bank, we said, okay, we can afford these taxes. Correct. But these taxes, if it was at today's market rate, I don't know if I could afford it. Right. And so really that has delivered access to home ownership in such a tremendous capacity. And again, it's not the 1978 people that are benefiting anymore. If you bought a home in 2009, 2010 to 2019, over that 10-year period, your home may have doubled or gone up 80% in value since you purchased it. Imagine if your taxes went up eight to $10,000 a year, if you could still afford that taxes, or would you be taxed out of your home? Right. That is the beauty and importance of Prop 13. But Prop 13 did other things that people are unaware of. And so the state legislature is trying to roll back some of the protections from Prop 13. One, Prop 13 made it that initiative. So in the state of California, we have what's called initiatives, where if we, the voters, believe something in our Constitution should change or our law, we can collect the signatures, put it on the ballot, vote for it, and tell the legislature that's what we want. Prop 19 is a good example of that, right? Now, the legislature is trying to change the rules to say no longer should it be 50% plus one, the majority, to pass initiatives, you should require two-thirds. And it's going to make it much harder for us to have accountability in Sacramento. If we disagree with something and we want to overturn it, not just a majority, but you need a super majority, it's called. So that's one of the initiatives to get rid of and weaken property. Because they know there's more renters and homeowners, and they're bringing all these people to vote, and they can get that. It's going to be hard to get two-thirds. Yeah, so two-thirds. They they want the two-thirds because the legislature doesn't want the people overturning them. Right. So so right now it's 50% plus one. They want to make it a higher threshold. got you. Because they're like, we know better. We have a supermajority in Sacramento. Let's make it harder for people to overturn us. They don't like it. Is that going to pass? It's going to go to the ballot. And so it's an education. I'll tell you why afterwards. Oh, is it under, second, a, is it under a bonus title? title? The yeah, second, they also yeah, so the second save the thing whales is, and right. whatever initiative. Kids need help. Yeah, so the second one is uh, it would make it easier. So right now, Prop 13 said, well, we also have to be careful with other taxes. Because you don't just pay 1%. In the state of California, you pay plus bonds and right. indebtedness. Right. So your school districts and your fire districts, oh, they pass different bonds. Yeah, which equals... Which can raise, right? And so Melarus and these other things. Right. If you've seen now, I, I've seen some properties that have 1.7% property tax because they stuck everything on the homeowner. It's re- very expensive. But the they want to raise, uh, lower the ability to pass a bond or an additional tax on your property 
from two-thirds, the supermajority, down to 50%. So they'll pass them all. So that way, yeah, so get you make on the it easier That's to what pass they do. more taxes on your home. I tell people all the time, replace the word bond with the word tax. Because people don't know what a bond is. They just think like, oh, someone else is going to pay for it. It's another tax. So in my independent review, they want to make it harder for you to keep Sacramento in check and easier to pass more taxes on your home. Right. And so that is – and again, I'll tell you there are bonds that pass because – you have a high threshold, so you have to go and really speak to everybody in the community. Well, the school and bonds And I used to passed. be on the bond review committee for the San Diego County Taxpayers Association. And we would say to them, who is your finance committee? Who is your oversight committee? Who are the people from the community that are making sure that you're paying down the bond when you can and getting rid of the debt when you can? And we've seen this in Poway. In Poway Unified, they had terrible finance and bond management. And so the homeowners carried this cost, not for the services that it provided, but for the financing charges that, you know. Well, they have like, those capital appreciation like the bonds. Card. They took, it's like, you know, the credit card. If you don't pay down your credit card fast enough, you end up with a 22% interest rate. Yikes. The voters of Poway got stuck with a very expensive interest rate, and the cost of housing got out of control there. <laughs> they want to make it easier to do that. And I so uh, these, are what, these are what we have coming that will weaken Prop 13 in its original Who form. Who would vote for that? Well, and so Mark uh, and, <clears throat> and Frank, you hit the nail on the head before, which is it's not what people are voting for, but it's what the attorney general, a political person, says, let me tell them a cool title. Right. So they, you know, they'll they vote for this. How right? do they get away with lying about the title? Because as, the title is usually nothing to do with what... There has been a movement to have the judiciary, right, the judges, independent judges or an independent commission right. do the naming of initiatives on the ballot uh, that has been fought back by various groups that want to keep it so that way they can yeah, they gamesmanship with the titles yeah. because you have to explain to people. You have right. to spend money explaining to people. Right. And it should just be a number. Bond, like right. pro- Proposition 15892. Right. No, 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 no title. No nothing. Right. And you got to read it to know yeah, what it is. They'll say, like, feed the children. And you go, like, well, I, I want to feed the children that can't afford food at yeah, school. Right. But it's not even about that. I mean, it's pretty crazy. You go to watch these members of Congress, and they all come out with their, and, you know, the, the acronym that sounds really cool. Right, exactly. Like, oh, safe. The FAST or, Act and right. the SAFE Act and right. the, and the, protect. Uh, the so protect. It feels like a some type of protection, security. Right. And I'm like, you know, what, yeah, are you a business anyone. selling something or are you just going to be transparency? They have, avoided right. transparency by having political salesmanship. And so that's where the voters need to be vigilant about what they vote on on the ballot. Uh, look, I don't mind paying taxes. I really don't. I think you should be pay taxes. But you don't piss the money away. Like, seriously. Well, not only like, don't piss the money spe- away, but they're coming. Spend it properly. Yeah, but there's people that don't have the budget to say, like, I love to pay taxes. Eventually, like you said, and taxes was going on, you get taxed out of your house. So you never, ever really own property anywhere. Never. You're just, you're, you're right. being, you know, you're, you're renting. Because yeah, if you don't pay don't your taxes, have, the government takes it. They right. don't have these 401ks. They have a home. Right. And then they want to give that to their kids. And every day a slice gets taken out and they're like, hey, this isn't, it's harder to achieve the American dream in San Diego. Right. People ask me what I lose sleep over. I'll tell you, I, I don't lose sleep over a great staff. I have a great staff. I don't lose sleep over my staff showing up and giving it their all or, you know, great customer service. You know, people are like, please take over the DMV. That's our number one feedback call, right? Mm-hmm. These are all great things. I lose sleep over the fact that my staff cannot afford a home. 
They can't get the backyard. And it's not a pay thing. It's we are out we are doing all these things to make the American dream of home ownership unaccessible to everyday people. And where we're seeing it is the kids, right? Your kids that go to school maybe in another state, they come back to get a job and buy a home and they don't see that prospect here. There's no way. We've robbed our next generation. The parents have vision. to move out. The kids can't move back. And they have and kids the, and yeah. grandkids. And where do the parents want to move? So when I was a school teacher making hardly any money, I was able to buy a house in Claremont. I paid right. 147000 for it. That same house is worth $1.1 million. Right. Yes, that was back in 1960, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And I'll tell you. It was I, a hut. It was yeah, a Thule hut. You were a, a sheriff, too, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah, talked to the sheriff's course. department. They're having trouble recruiting. Oh, yeah. You talk to the school districts. They can't recruit. We are, like, purging our workforce. And you know what people say to me? Well, Jordan, you can go live in Tijuana for 1200 bucks, And you can. Yeah. 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 But that should not be you our come answer. To, but you can right, come right, to work right. every day in a tunnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to. The cartel will let you use their tunnel. You don't yeah. have to wait that in the line. Mass transit. Yeah. Answer. We should have. Or get one of those motorcycles like exactly. Chapo had. Yeah, go exactly. right across the border underground. No, I, our, we'll solution, our solution. Our solution. Take a ponga boat. We'll dump you country. off at La Jolla Shores. You can. <laughs> that's what those are. You can swim yeah. in. They're just employees. That's, that's, All those guys jumping off the boat, La Jolla yeah, Shores. Those are Ubers. They, they well, work in Ubers. You know, in some parts. They work for the city. I'll tell you, in some parts of the country, they've actually brought in tankers. And retrofitted them with housing, made them into apartments, nah, and then parked off well, me, the shore. Okay, should, really quick, let me just say one more thing. They should military ships. They should turn those Hold into on. houses. Can you imagine living on the Midway? That'd be cool. That flight. Yeah, it's called being a sailor. <laughs> Join the military for one <laughs> the of the merchant marines. Exactly. But listen to this. The other thing is that people can't afford to buy and pay their mortgage. People can't afford rent. And the reason why they can't afford rent, <clears throat> my assessment is, and tell me if I'm correct, when you, like, let's say you're at McDonald's or a drive-thru and they, they increase, you know, the minimum wage to $20. Well, the, cu- the consumer is going to get a, a hamburger that's double. So when you say that the, the, the rentals are too high, it's because the person that owns a house has to pay for his taxes. So who's going to get it at the end? The renter. So he gets just like the guy who gets the $10 hamburger. This guy gets his rent raised because it's just out of control with the taxes. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, uh, is that a, there, is that there's, a, there's a couple of things that I've seen. You know, our student loan crisis right. has crippled people from wanting to get married. Oh, wait mm-hmm. till they have to pay it back at a three-year gig well, they have so to pay. The They're answer to, to that was, well, let's just deduct the amount that they owe on their student loans from their revenue so we can qualify them for a bigger house. That's not the answer. That's a Band-Aid that's student terrible. Right. It's kicking the the second the thing is, once you get to a place where you can afford a home, and we're seeing the home buyers in their 30s and 40s, actually single women are the fastest. You know, they get there better than the guys. So they're buying their places sooner. Okay? By the time they get there, they're in their 30s, and they've saved enough money because they're paying $20 a cheeseburger along the way. Do you want Wonder, and they haven't been able to save. Wonder I a funny mean, story about student loans. There's no way you can save these days. What? So when I was, when Frank and I were in college, in the, in the early '80s, when you got a student loan, they actually gave you a check. Like you go to the finance department and you get a check. So we both apply for student loans, and we get them. And we go out. And we buy motorcycles. We bought two Yamaha motorcycles. Yeah, but we got to school that way. But but, but you could use it for whatever you want now. Right. You can't touch them. 
as student loan goes straight. Oh, to, really? I didn't even know. No, that. you don't get a I, check anymore. No, no. Well, we're so broke, Mark. We had we didn't have a car. Remember? No. Like, how are you going to go from Claremont to SDSU? Your motorcycle. But Correct. my mom was deathly afraid of us on motorcycles, okay? So we hit him at our, our friend's house down the street. Yeah. And then Frank sent his registration to, to our house. And my mom got this registration. He put it at our address. And she looked and she goes, she has a little bit of an act. She goes, what, what, yama? what is yama? What is, I have this yama. <laughs> you bought motorcycle. Yamaha. I tried to convince her that it was Yamaka because she's Jewish. She's not, I bought a Yamaka. No, it was a llama. Yeah. They just. <laughs> it's my piano. I remember board. that yeah. she was. Definitely she was still. Scared. She's still pissed. Yeah, she's always pissed. No, I'm kidding. But no, she's but these ju- are. This is the. the uh, just kidding. My girl's happy. This is happy. Bad government mom. finance. To be honest, the student loan crisis. You know, I, I really feel our job was not to give kids free loans. Right. In the sense that we pay them off for you, our job was to make it that they didn't have interest on it. Hey, I that could, you could access right. it, right? Instead of for a good portion of the students out there, they're paying six point eight percent locked in federal, and then they can't write it off on their taxes. Literally, the government is hitting our kids twice. Then yeah. they don't want to get married because if they combine their incomes together, their payments go up. So then we have these people living together, like well, and I see this, I, I see it in my office because they're coming in for birth certificates. I mean, we try. I mean, I live it. I have two daughters in college. And then, jeez. And then they go to want to buy a house. And now, you know, first of all, I'll say, you know, 6.8%, 7% interest is something we haven't seen for a number of years and kids haven't seen for a generation. But I spent a lot of time with realtors that were like, hey, remember when it was 17%? But the home doesn't was matter how much. Yeah. yeah, the home yeah. was fifty yeah. Gs. You can't. It's not apples to apples. So that's why no. when you go, if when you go to college for the kids out there, when you go to college, yeah, get a degree that's going to get you a job. Don't get stargazing or seashell counting or whatever that weird degree. Very ha- get a degree where you're going to be able to get a job because it's just a waste of money. If not, well, here's the beef. You got a guy that doesn't go to college. Let's say he goes into, into construction. He's working and working and working. You know, the other students, they get the loan. They go into Ivy League school. They get to go to college. Now, this guy's taxes are going to pay for this guy who didn't do anything. Yeah. And he's been uh, – yeah, all of been his money, he's been taking all the plumber, money. Plumber, Why should I pay stuff. for this guy? He had the upper hand on me. I will, I will tell you, uh, as because an employer, I'm constantly looking at how do we reduce the educational requirements, not because I don't want smart people working for me, but because – how do I? How can I get you in to my office with an AA degree versus the state required BA degree? Right. And then I can do on-the-job training. I can do on-the-job right. training. And That's teach what you they the do. Any high-tech and industry. Now you're out well, Google. They don't even go to college. One governor. By the time you learn it, Governor Lankin. Oh, Lankin. It's like I'm not here, right, Mark? What? He's just like Governor Lankin. Governor Lankin. Right. Because like, I'm, I'm just finishing a thought. Because oh my I'm. God. Listen. If I don't, Jordan, can you believe this? If I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't do psychiatry. I told yeah. you, I only do the civil yeah, marriages. Well, he, not he the civil marriages. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. This is the WWE here, not the WWE. The, uh, we'll just, just keep talking. Deborah Lincoln, 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 Lincoln. Okay, what about this guy? Now I forgot. Thanks. Okay. You See? screwed me up. That's what I okay, do. Go ahead. Now I'm in charge. Filibuster. Don't listen to that guy. <laughs> no. What were we talking about? Some governor. No, I don't know. What, what the governor did was... we have was, a bell in here? Like a ding, ding, ding? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the governor did. He made it so that anybody Newsom? who wants to... No, a governor, and I think it was Kentucky. I forget okay. which state. He made it so that... Langford. Langford. Yeah. Yes. He made it so that you did not need to have a college degree 
to promote up in government job because a lot of the government right. jobs requires a four year degree. For and so right. he just removed that requirement. He should. Well, we I don't I think in California in a lot of the jobs in government you have to, to have a college degree. You're going to college to learn how to do the position you're already in. You know it, but You've to been there promote, let's years. say you, you, you start off your your your. So, your, so this, oh, is yeah, for, this is what, what this is, is what I'm working on. Okay, is I have plenty of folks in my organization that have trained and are exceptional, but they didn't do the four year degree, and then they have a cap on them. Yeah. Right, and we need to remove that right. and have a pathway that doesn't say you have to take out twenty five to a hundred thousand dollars in loans to have a good career in my office. Hey, I like that because there's a bunch of people, even That's in real good. estate, they have a, a master's degree. You know, you, d- you deal with these people and they don't know shit. Well, like if you really test them, they don't know. They no, just read, you know they one read of the a best book. Realtors? They, they wrote a, they the wrote guy a paper. Is a, the bartender. Remember? That's it. He the was bartender. a bartender. He's a bartender. We sold him a house. Yeah, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Shout out to Ricky. And and he saw what we did, and he goes, you know what? I want think I want to be a realtor. Right. That guy got an award for selling I don't know oh, he a gazillion killed homes. It. Killed it. So well, good. And, and now he has a I team. Think, I think yeah, that's his the wife's thing a lender. That you have They're doing to have well. Passion. What's that? Passion. Got to have passion for people. I mean, you can't you get all the degrees yeah. you want if you don't figure out if I you saw, don't realize I saw you're these realtors one time. They had a blow up dinosaur running around the backyard. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, those guys are good. I, I hey, like that. Is Powell passion. That right. is okay, passion. let me give you. Gotta have fun. Since we're talking about college, I want to give a shout out to Jordan because people don't really know his background. Jordan is also an attorney, uh, he's a and he's a UCLA man. graduate. On top of it, wow. so did you know I'm also a Miracosta College graduate? No, I didn't know that. I worked my way up. Worked at a coffee shop and at Rubio's Corporation, paying my way through college here in San Diego at Miracosta College, and I transferred to UCLA. Good. And, my, and my debt, because I had spent an extra year working and going to school at the same time, working hard. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll tell you one thing. I appreciated every dollar I paid for my education when I had to work pay and pay back. for it. Exactly. Yes. I, I'm that, the same way. We paid our loans back. Yeah, we we didn't cry. Back. I'll tell you. Like pay them back. You appreciate every, 100%. every nothing hour of value in class. Because nothing of value really is free. But a I transferred to UCLA like and I left debt free. Except I, I had a summer travel trip. I went. I met my wife there. I do not regret that at who all. Do you, who do you think <laughs> um, has a better football team, UCLA or USC? <laughs> what a question! Do you see how he throws you off, Mark? How do you feel about that? Listen, yeah, exactly. Because here's what we got to do. Because I'm inviting Jordan you, right now. I will tell you who has a better university. We're and a better student body. We're gonna UCLA. go. We're gonna go to the game together. This year, okay. Let's tell you. No, I love it. I, I, oh my I, God! The I, okay, tailgates so I, at you. I tell, I'll tell you since we're in San Diego. I took my. I have a four-year-old son. Took him to his first football game at Snapdragon Stadium. It was UCLA versus SDSU, and my Bruins. God bless the Aztecs. Blew them out of the water. Yeah, I'm an Aztec. My, my son uh, said, "I was painful." Daddy, I can't yeah. see any more fireworks if the Aztecs don't score. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I go, "Don't worry, I'm gonna get you ice cream when the Bruins win." And he was a Bruin fan since that day forward. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're SDSU alumni. Yes, I like that one. But when we were in school, you know, our it, sporting it just, program it just became top ten, I think, in the right. nation for the best value of a public school. Really, SDSU, SDSU? is mo- it's moving yeah. up the charts. When we went, it was the top 10 in the best party schools. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're there. And yeah. we contributed well, now, that now reputation. you just can't get your classes. It's also the like, number you one impact school. I couldn't get my classes back then. It took me two years yeah. to get one elective. Couldn't get a, a class or a parking That's spot. because you had to leave the bar with Ricky to go yeah, in exactly. and roll. Yeah. We couldn't afford to get a beer. Remember how broke we were? 
We were so poor. We didn't get the parking pass. We didn't get anything. We parked like no, we were. Alvarado. I was like, yes, I'm in the fraternity. Away. I'm in the fraternity. Oh, we yeah. had no fraternity. I never, no. I, I never even went to a fraternity the, party. No, we went to school free. and we went to work. Yeah. School work, school right. work, yeah. school work. That's when I was going through the police academy. We were doing that police right. reserve stuff. So I, I remember being a, a CGA, Criminal Justice Administration, and I, I would listen to the theories of the uh, instructor's talk. And then and then that night I'd go on a, on a graveyard on a shift. I'm yeah. like, yeah. That guy really knew what was going on. Like whatever his theory was, is wrong. You know, I'll tell you. Since you guys are law enforcement at your foundation right. heart, I I am worried about the current state of our criminal Please? justice system. You know, Prop Forty Seven. I'm watching. Oh God. Uh, so so That's I'm a, whole I'm a part show. of the county finance team, and there's different places that they ask us. You know what's happening with the county when they judge your finances and whatnot. One is the downtown market. They're worried about a big crash in commercial. Yeah. Second is well, it's coming. Uh, with crime. It is and, coming. Uh, you know, you see these videos of the Topanga Canyon Mall getting overrun by kids just running into the stores and grabbing stuff. That's stupid. Uh, but I'll tell you, I don't have to watch a YouTube video. I go right. to my neighborhood. I go to my Vons and my Ralphs. Right. And I see people walk out. Just walk out every time I'm there. Right. Yeah. With food. And, and so I keep telling Frank he should pay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Why? trying to teach my kid right from wrong. Right. But two. Also, we as consumers are paying for that theft that's being done, and so I'm I'm, I'm concerned. What are you guys seeing? I can tell you. Well, I, we're we're we Frank and I are both spearheading a program that we're going to announce in about 30 days, seriously, on how to curb this escalating crime, and it doesn't have anything to do with repealing or amending or Prop 47 because the politicians obviously don't want to do that. So we we're coming up with a pretty decent plan. We don't want to announce it today because we're still putting right. it together. But it's yeah, good. Somebody has to solve it. But but one thing that I that I do see that's I'm really on, I mean I'm on the podcast. We could do a announce first time here only with Jordan Marks. Yeah, we could. Come on, a little teaser. Give you me a teaser. It? Okay. Well, uh, uh, here, and, here, here, if, if it involves it? the Powell brothers driving, well, I'm, I'm going to give a few examples of stories that are not being okay. Assaulted. So here's here's what happened. The Nordstrom's in a university town center mall. These these seven to nine people went in there and stole one hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of stuff. These are organized criminal. That's gangs. over nine hundred dollars. I know, but you know, full felony. But maybe some guy. Maybe these stores tell the their staff to stand down. They ha- they have they, to. They tell them to stand down. Not only that, citizens have to stand down because if you're a citizen and want to do a citizen arrest and yes. you try to arrest somebody. You're the perpetrator because you pursued that person. If you run, away, if you chase him in the parking lot, you're the pursuer. The cops are going to say you're the perpetrator. Let the guy go. There's insurance. Well, I'll tell you, you get arrested. I saw a video from no River- one's getting I involved. I saw a video from Riverside County at a Home Depot. Yeah, where some some oh, folks tried, and they they hog tied him with course. their. T- I go, that's the yeah. wrong place. Yeah, the yeah. Wrong you don't want to steal from Home Depot. But you, you go to UTC over here, and you can run out. It's and open. People. Okay, so here's here's what happened. The target. Is is going to have about a um, billion dollars in losses nationwide. Seventy billion dollars a year are, are lost through theft. But seventy the, billion. Seventy billion. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But the one store, two stores, or three stores that didn't see any of these kind of shrinkages. They call it shrinkage, but it's really theft. Yeah. Is Costco. The reason why is that you need a membership to get in Costco. So they know who you are when you walk in the door, and you have to show your receipt when you walk out. You just can't walk out. So what we're going to advocate for is having retail stores like Vons, Ralph's, 
Walgreens, Rite Aid, turn them into membership stores so that you have to show an ID to get your membership. And then when you go in the store, you have to show this card. and You can't leave until you show security. Now, for those people who can't afford it, they get a free membership, but they have to abide by the rules. If you don't abide by the rules, your membership is revoked, and then you can shop at a non-membership store. So that way, it takes out law enforcement because law enforcement is not part of the this equation. It's not going to get everyone, but law, it's going to... Law-abiding citizens. Well, yeah, but then if you go in, you can't say I have a membership at Costco and bring 30 people with you wearing ski masks. It's just Correct. not going to happen. Right. You know, I, I'll tell you, Mark, you had, uh, you've had some wonderful ideas over the years. Uh, my favorite, okay, just because this hit me. Feed the mayonnaise to the The fish? porch pirate, okay. Yeah. Oh, you may, many might not be aware that the porch pirates are getting away at record. My kid's fourth birthday. You know how many people couple of friends call, hey, did you get the out. package? Yeah. Ugh. They stole the dinosaur terrarium from my kid. Ah, yeah. Okay? Horrible. And I didn't find out till a month later when our friends are like, hey, sorry, we were sick. We sent over a package. Oh, like, we never got it. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, but I had a picture of the guy. You know, All Mark right. had this great idea to start aggregating the value of each of these packages so that way when you tip the $900 amount, you could actually be prosecuted by the police. It, the same way, but because people could steal from your mailbox, and if you go into my mailbox... It's a federal crime. It's a federal crime. Right. But you take a package off my Amazon, porch, theft. Why is there The a guy who stole my package, because I saw him on video, was so slick. He dressed exactly like a UPS guy. Yeah. He looked just like a had the hat and everything, and he right. walked up there so casually. Right. The only difference was he was driving a Prius. And, and I had his... I got his license plate, had his picture, everything. They didn't pursue I went to the police, and they go, how much was it worth? I go, like $100. It was a home fresh meal. It was a salmon one. It was a good one. Didn't have that. But hopefully you know, it, it could cook. It's, it, in my mind, the fact that Sacramento and the majority party in Sacramento shot that down yeah, as an horrible. idea. Just, you know. Here's what you're going to have. Because, and one of the legislators, I remember this because I watched the hearing because I was, like, very proud. Mark Powell had recommended this idea to – one of our state senators who carried the bill. Right. And one of the uh, assembly members, he's 25 or something, I think he lives with his parents, he said, what if they need the package Yeah. more than you do? Oh, what if they need your car more than you and do? And then I thought, today was my dinosaur terrarium, my kid's toy, but my kid has asthma. What if it was his asthma medication? Asthma medication. Right. How do I tell my kid who's having trouble breathing that they needed that medicine more than he did? Yeah, it's horrible. And these are the things, and especially seniors, that can't leave their place. They okay, who told them. who told you this? Who who's the guy it who was, said this to you? Wait, hold on a second, Mark. I'm asking Jordan, because I want to know the person that told him this. It was it was one of the uh, some members from San Jose, and I apologize, I just w can't remember. His was name he employed? Time. No, he's elected. He's an elected official. Oh, okay. He was at the committee hearing whether or not to vote on this, and he voted no because he said, "What if they need it more than you do?" Yeah, oh. there have been multiple attempts. Okay, so I, I one sometimes you just got to hammer these guys and say throw them out. I mean, how much how much of this bullshit you're gonna take? Somebody goes, what if he needs it more? What kind of justification is it? You know what I mean? I'm, if, I'm telling you, we're we're entering an interesting place around us. But yeah. I think most I mean, people are logical. If they you just go don't. Communism, they just don't have time. That's fine. They just don't have time to watch what the legislature is do doing. Right. Well, it's just, it's or they're tired. Or they're tired of it. Right. I mean, but don't worry. When it comes to property taxes, I'm keeping an eye out for San Diegans 
I'm going to tell them the truth. Well, so her, let me make a, another point, if you don't mind. Let's just take any organized crime, cartel. What happens if you do, what happens if you go steal the drugs from people that are in the cartel? No, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad day, right? <laughs> what happens back in New York when somebody messed with your restaurant, messed with your liquor store? You had people coming in and breaking in. The in cops the 70s? Aren't res- yeah, cops aren't responding. Who do you call? You call not Ghostbusters. You, you call, call Ghostbusters. Don Corleone. You call Corleone and you go, hey, listen. And he comes in and he goes, I'll protect your store, but this is how much you have to pay me a month. No problem. Can I tell so, you? Can I what, tell you something? Just I know this is just where the conversation happening right now with the city of La Jolla potentially being formed. Right? Have you seen this? Where yeah, La Jolla they, is considering whether or not they to want to break, break free off, from the right. city of San Diego and form their own city. Right. I actually think it's that aspect of it. It's crime. Right. And the amount of police that they have and support that they have in that community right. that they might can... actually drive this to some sort of reality. Yes. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not private security. I don't have any special crystal HOA ball. goes to private security. And even if, don't call the HOA because there are other people that don't have HOAs. But if you get all those community members because they have a lot of money, they're, they're going to say something like it's not just because it's elite and it's white privilege and I, whatever I, it is. I'm just saying there are communities that are concerned about the safety of the community, and La Jolla may be one of them that is, they're doing the studies, they're bringing the impact studies and the different things that they have to do to buy their way out from the city of San Diego that may become a reality. Yeah. Well, San Diego wants... Because San Diego's, the police officers have their hands tied quite a bit. Well, not only that, Jordan, this affects your business as well. There's a proposition by the San Diego Housing Federation, they're looking, they're looking to put a mansion tax on the ballot, where if, if your if your property is worth over so two I, point, I heard I heard it was one point five to two. That's we, what I heard. But we had uh, two point five based upon commercial, and then there's residential. It's it, yeah, one point five to two. But that's almost all the homes in La Jolla. There's not a okay. If the, ha- the if average San Diego house, adopts yeah. it, and La Jolla is First a separate all, city, they I don't have to just adopt. Bring it. us back right. to some reality. The average home price in San Diego County is a million. Right. Right. 1.5 is not that far above no. a million in the housing market. In L.A., they called it a mansion tax. It was a total backfire because what happened is that people, before the proposition took an effect, they were selling their houses or getting them out. And the second that was implemented, no one sold. So all those revenues that the city thought they were going to get by the, you know, charging them more money, it just froze the market. So once again, the politicians are in the uh, – they're just – you can't keep mil- taking from these people that have There's houses. There's a certain group of folks – that they look at a 5% tax above it, right? The people that are buying the $17 million mansion that are like, yeah, that's okay. That's part of my cost Mm -hmm. for being elite. Right. But but I will tell you, there are so many families that bought their home for uh, Claremont for Mm 100,000. Now they have a million dollar house. That will find themselves in a $1.5 million house that could be affected by this. They are impacting the retirements and the investments of regular San Diegans. Now, I, I haven't seen this initiative. I haven't seen the information on it, so, but I'm saying... Well, they're we'll looking get, we'll into get it, it to you. Look, well, they're looking the into 1. it right now. At the $1.5 million dollar level, and even the two, I'm telling you, these aren't numbers. These are folks that have lived in Point Loma for years. They're not millionaires. They're barely making it to keep no. their own home. Everywhere in San Diego is a, is a million dollar neighborhood, okay? So, there's no, there's not, there's no neighbors that are El not Cajon, million dollars. Santee? All of them. 
Lakeside. I could walk oh, you through Eagle. every night. San Diego is now one of the least affordable Oceanside. cities in the country. I think it's the least, isn't it? Chula Vista. I think we may have been yeah, number Chula one. Chula Vista's killing it right now. They're doing well. But you know what? The home prices are a million plus. Right. So how do you, how do you afford and, and that? And again, this isn't, this isn't your home that's going to be for the millionaires. Right. No, it's a three-bedroom, two-house, like, military home in Claremont. And folks are I mean, waiting for the housing crash, and I'm, 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 I'm sad to say. What crash? It's not going to be a crash. We don't have enough inventory. There's not right. enough yes. stock to lower the prices. That is what will lower the prices right. of homes, is new building, new homes. The most yes. aggressive area that I'm seeing home growth of new, new stock is Otai. But right. we're running out of space. I mean, if you look at San Diego County, 30% of San Diego County is developable. Right. 70% is federal and native land. Right. So you can build houses, but you can't build dirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the space that we There's have. There's no more space. So you we're seeing the infill housing and different components added, but it's not at the rate that we need it to drop the make housing affordable for that the next nah. generation. That they can't home. build fast. Even if they started today, it's just not going to happen. It's, it can't, can't happen. build enough. Yeah. There's so many it environmental protection uh, agencies. There's so many... I mean, the investors, because part of our job is looking for investors. Hey, hey, we got international investors. You think they want to come to San Diego? Well, and so I will say, uh, as you far as develop like a anything here. wealthy Chinese market or... No, I, I dealt with the Chinese. They, they bounced. We, are, we yeah. are still an affordable coastal market, not for San Diegans, but for people that are coming from foreign markets. We are. And we're still a market that returns high rents and things. That said... We, we are not a market that has the leadership to build the houses we need to deliver it for the working San Diegans. Working San Diegans need somebody to say, hey, I'm going to get you a home, and I'm not going to tax you out of it. Right. So that's why you have to cover uh, probably back wraparound. Yep. Prop 13 has to be protected. You cannot bond or tax a person out of their house. No one's going to be able to afford it. So that doesn't mean the, the big conspiracy is, are they trying to wipe out the middle class? Well, and I'll tell you, it's wiped out. We are not trying. There isn't we're and, and the current homeowners, for history. By the way, insurance, insurance is becoming a very big deal. The biggest insurance like, scripts just left. It, it, Medical, you can't even. You know the scripts that the hospital. Yeah, they're not going to. I'm take, not talking about healthcare. I'm talking about like your oh, farmers fire, and right, your state state yeah. state, No, I, scripts state didn't leave, but you know what they said? Huh. Geico. We're not ta- no longer taking Medicare. So if you're a senior, like oh, nice. us in a few years, you right. can't go to Scripps. So we can't get, yeah, you just don't get sick. See, that's mm-hmm. a trick. That's stay healthy. Best you got to eat healthy. a lot of vitamin D but I am seeing and exercise. homeowners that are being issued non-renewals from uh, home insurance companies. He got one. So here's what happens uh, for people out there from my audience. When you when you want to buy a house, you're going to probably get a loan unless you have all cash. So let's say you're not the... One who has all cash, you have to get a loan. In order to get a loan, the bank has to say, okay, let's assess this. They send, they send out you know, their appraisers and they assess, and they go, hey, hold on, you're in a high fire risk uh, situation, and we're not going to insure you. But you don't find that out until you're already in escrow because part of the escrow, part of the time you have from purchase to, to uh, acquiring it, you have some time to get a loan. So now you're in escrow, it's off the market, you're in pending, and then – the week before it closes, the insurance goes, oh, we did insure it yesterday, but we decided not to insure it. So you don't get the, you don't get the fire But you know what insurance. I'm doing? You know, you know what we're doing If you don't now, get the fire insurance. I always, because I just got a listing in near a canyon, and I look it up Check. on the, 
before. I right. check before and I go, right. am I in a high fire zone? Right. But you can also get you can get fire insurance under the California Fair Act, but you're paying seventeen grand a year or something. I mean it goes up another uh, twelve hundred bucks a year. The thing I'm gonna say is I mean a month. If you're in an uh, uh, facility or in a uh, housing unit that has an HOA. Oh your history. HOA <laughs> HOA fees are increasing. Those well, are no kidding. You know why? Fixed income seniors. It just happened to me. This we just went from four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. They found out they didn't have any more fire insurance. You got to have fire insurance, so you go to the California character, you get all that. It's going to go up to eight, nine, ten, eleven hundred bucks a month for HOA fees. Doubling HOA. HOA. Yeah. Your it, HOA fees. And I'll tell you. No one calls it HOA. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> what are you talking about? HOA. I just make shit up. That's like uh, WWW. Yeah. So these whoa. are the things that are whoa, impacting whoa. folks. But I will tell you, at the end of the day, you have folks. I'm trying to do everything I can from my spot at the assessor's office. We delivered record high property tax savings last year. Yeah. That's what we like, Jordan. You're doing such a good job. Dollars. We're Jordan. doing everything we can to make it so people can uh, thrive here and live with dignity, retire with dignity. Right. And have San Diego be home. Yeah, we, and that's what Mark and I do. We constantly, I mean, really, we work for lobbyists. We work for the the private property rights to protect private property rights. And we fight, the, and in between, we sell houses. But the, our biggest thing is we advocate for private property. And that's why we backed you up in the yeah. election. That's why we back up politicians that, hey, do, do, you know, people look at you now. You have the nice suit. You have the nice job. And then you know what they say? Look at this rich guy. He doesn't care. They don't know when you bought a house, you sat in a beach chair for the right. first year because you couldn't afford furniture. Couldn't afford the beach chair. You have a humble, <laughs> modest house. Right. You're not living in La Jolla. No, I have a two-bedroom, one-bath house right. in the college area. There you go. Right. And but they look at us now like, oh, look at those overachievers. It's like, no, we're trying to help you. I mean, Mark and I, Mark and I were so broken we kids. We had to put a whopper on layaway. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, remember that? Remember I, I got to tell you, I've really enjoyed this. If I can I'd ever be to. of help to you, oh, we're going to bring you back clients. on. Can we bring you back to yeah, talk about yeah. more stuff? I, or, and I always give my cell phone out. Folks can call me six one nine three seven two zero two two six. And my team and I are here to help. Do you know we have millions of viewers? You just put it out there. I hope you're okay. You're gonna get spammed. I, I prefer text messages versus voice. <laughs> you're going to get spammed so. now. What, uh, what if somebody wants to uh, send you a, an email? Seriously, uh, emails are better. It's very easy. Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N dot marks, M-A-R-K-S, at sdcounty.ca.gov. You can come to my website, sdarcc.gov. We'll put a link on our description. After Look this for the interview. tax savings opportunities. Sign up for owner alert. We're going to get you taken care of. Owner alert. Free yep. service. Get it today. Thank you, my brother. I yeah, appreciate, appreciate you. it. Thank yeah. you. Good job. Always fun with the Powell brothers. Always fun, man. We Always have a good fun. time. 